Hello, everyone, and welcome to Watch and Walk podcast with Ebenezer. This podcast aims at inspiring you to trust in God and obey His Word every day. Be edified as you listen to this exhortation. Hello, friend. My name is Ebenezer, and I believe God's grace is keeping you well. I trust you have been learning a lot from my conversation with Peter, one of the apostles of the first century church. Well, today I'm going to share with you the third part of our conversation where we talk about Peter's strengths and the opportunities that he had to be a blessing to his generation. And let me remind you that the role of Peter is played by Travis Blake, who is a lay leader at Highland Baptist Church in Texas. Please take a listen to this part. Now, let me look at the strengths you had and the opportunities that God gave you uh, to be a blessing to your generation. You've kind of mentioned some of them, but let's look at them uh, in detail. Uh, what were some of the strengths that the Lord gave you? I think the rashness and the uh, the boldness, I guess would be a good way to say it, uh, was helpful because I oftentimes was the first to speak, not always right, but it showed, I think, a desire to to speak up and to engage and to try. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons there was a boldness there. It wasn't always consistent. One of the reasons why Christ referred to me as the rock. Uh, and I, you know, have many times where I guess speaking up allowed Christ to impart a lesson on the disciples and those listening. And so in a way, I think I played a very practical role. I, I set up a lot of conversations because I was always getting, you know, I was I was always quick to voice questions or to raise issues or to take a bold step. And it, it, it stirred the pot in ways that allowed Christ to impart wisdom on the disciples, including mm. me. Wow. Okay. Now, let me look at this opportunity that I believe um, you were given by Jesus. In Luke chapter 22, um, your story, uh, one of the things that Luke says about you uh, and Jesus Christ. Jesus said that, Simon, Simon, uh, Satan has asked to sift you like we, mm-hmm. and then I have prayed for you so that your faith will not fail. And when you have returned, uh, make sure you strengthen your brethren. Um, yeah. Now, that part of your story, that part of your life, what can it tell us about Jesus Christ and the ministry that he's involved in and even the ministry of intercession um, mm-hmm. as a whole? Yeah, I, I think that, that that was those were words that were spoken to me during the Last Supper. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and immediately before I denied Christ, you know, that night, the night of his crucifixion, uh, you know, I think it shows first of all that christ intercedes for us that even now he prays for us you know you've heard it said that that uh if you knew that you know in the moment of your trial or your difficulty if you knew that in the next room over christ himself was praying for you physically right you would feel no hesitation or fear or anxiety because how could you when christ himself intercedes for you Hmm. uh but we don't that's how we would think of it but the truth is that he's always interceding for us it's clear in the scriptures, in fact. So I think this is a good example of a, of a legitimate kind of, you know, uh, uh, very pointed uh, in particular description of that, where he says to me, like you said, Luke chapter 22, that uh, he's going to pray for me, that my faith will not fail. 
Um, and then when I have returned or turned back from my disobedience or my doubt, I can strengthen my brothers. And I think that again, it's kind of that myself as a vessel where I, I wasn't, I was a good example to use to impart wisdom, but right? he, you know, he could teach the disciples his faithfulness, the faithfulness of intercession when through me and my failures, he could demonstrate his faithfulness. Right. And mm-hmm. his, so that's an opportunity is probably, like you said, better than a strength because I required me to fail, but it allowed Christ to be made glorified. Mm. Yeah. He made uh, Christ glorified. Personally, I believe that was a prayer that saved you. <laughs> it ended well uh, because Christ knew that uh, he had prayed and that your faith will not fail. And uh, that, that is really encouraging to me. But uh, now um, let me also look at Acts chapter two. I believe if there's anything that we can talk about, I mean, the Holy Spirit, anything we can see about the Holy Spirit, you do have a lot to share. Uh, you talked about your weaknesses even before the Holy Spirit came, before you met Christ. And um, whilst we were even with Christ, um, there's some of the things that you struggled with. And now in Acts chapter 2, Scripture says that the Holy Spirit comes. And then you rise up shares a message and over about 3,000 people uh, make a decision for Christ, you know, believe on the Lord. Yeah. And then after that, so many things begin to happen in your ministry, you know, re- I mean, healing and all those things. With all that you went through, what what can you say about the role or the power of the Holy Spirit or the role of the Holy Spirit in Christian witnessing? Yeah, I, I think you see in Acts chapter 2 and other places in Acts, the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. And uh, in, in Acts chapter 10, we talked about earlier with Cornelius, you see the power of the Holy Spirit to convict. And I think it, it helps Christians who are timid or who are, you know, we, we, we always want to think of it as it's, I ha- what can I do? Can I can't articulate the gospel well. I can't share the gospel. I can't speak to this issue because I, I don't have the words or I don't have the skills. And I think it totally discounts the Holy Spirit. Obviously, I was a fisherman. I was not a learned rabbi. But you see in Acts chapter 2 in that sermon at Pentecost, I quote the prophet Joel. I quote the prophet David, right? I, I was given through the spirit, that recall, that that articulation of the truth, even though I didn't have the formal training, uh, because the spirit worked through me. And uh, I think a lot of times Christians who seem to be the most impactful or the most effective are people who, who have that humility to allow the spirit to work. And uh, maybe it starts with understanding that you don't have the skills or the tools. Maybe in some ways, that lack of of, uh, of ability is a blessing, not a curse, because you have to rely on the spirit, as opposed to just your own, uh, you know, your own skill. Uh, you know, I think about Moses, right, who was not a good speaker. He stuttered, right. He needed Aaron, but Moses still, even without Aaron, did proclaim things to Pharaoh and, and to the people, and he was able to communicate. Because of the, what the Lord gave him, not because of what he had, hmm. right? If God calls him, he says, why would you want me? I'm, I'm dumb. I'm slow of speech. You know, I can't, I'm not articulate or, or easy to, to, to uh, hear from. And, uh, and yet God used him. So I think, you know, those sermons you see in Acts, the early parts of Acts where I preach, that's not what I was doing in the Gospels. Mm-hmm. You don't see much of that. Uh, and yet, Shortly after Christ's death, resurrection, and ascension, I was able to, at a major Jewish holiday at Pentecost, right, to speak to these assembled crowds. And again, that's not because of anything 
you see in my past or in my abilities. It's just what Christ is able to do through and the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit. And there's one part, um, even in Acts 4, when you and John, you healed this man, and then later you were summoned before the elders and the scribes. And you 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 talked about the power um that helped you heal the man, and you were just giving a witness um to Christ. And then in verse 13 of, of Acts chapter 4, uh scripture says that when um the people saw the boldness uh, your boldness and that of john uh, and perceived that you were uneducated and untrained pay, uh, men uh, they were marveled and they they realized that you had been with jesus and so with the holy spirit and with the uh, you know with your uh, connection with jesus christ the major difference was made in your life mm-hmm. right uh, Jesus and uh, his spirit makes all the difference. It's not really about how you know gifted we are, how strong or how weak we are. It's the moment we get connected to Jesus and his spirit, things just change. Yeah, it's transformation. That's the heart of the gospel, right? Is that the old is made new and there's beauty from ashes. And I think you know the, the essence of the gospel is it's transformation, right? It's things being made new. So we're not... Just as when we're saved, we're not bound by our sin any longer, our, our, our past, our sin nature. We're also not bound by our weaknesses or our limitations, right? We're, we're new creations. We're in Christ. We're born again for his purpose. Um, and uh, I think that uh, that is that is the heart of the gospel, right? Not just the sin and redemption, but also just the transformative elements of, of uh message of the, of the gospel. I hope that you found our interaction instructive. God willing, next week I will share with you the last part of our conversation. Until then, may God equip you with all that you need to trust and obey Him. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening to Watch and Walk Podcast with Ebenezer. Watch and Walk Podcast comes to you this and every Wednesday. To get notifications of new episodes, please subscribe. This podcast is brought to you by Watch and Walk Ministry. Visit us at watchandwalk.org to learn more about this ministry. God bless you.